Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Take it from me, being a woman online isn't always fun. Sometimes it get trolls, stalkers, and harassers. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter nogirls at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash nogirls. And we'll see you on the internet. An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. So in true nerd fashion, I have a birthday on Pi Day, this weekend on March 14th. And to celebrate, I wanted to honor one of my heroes, Estella Pyfrom. You might have seen her story in a Super Bowl commercial in 2015. Miss Estella spent 50 years in public education, serving low-income kids in a Title I school. Now, while teaching, she saw that many of her kids couldn't always do their assignments because they didn't have access to a computer or reliable internet at home. So she created Estella's Brilliant Bus to bring the computers to them. My name is Estella. I'm the owner, the creator, and founder of Estella's Brilliant Bus. Estella's Brilliant Bus is a mobile learning center where we provide education and technology for underserved communities, to children in underserved communities. And that's what we've been doing since we started, but realizing that the children have other siblings and other relatives that need our service. We have expanded our service to uh, include not just children, but adults in underserved communities. That's what the Brilliant Bus is all about. It's not just a tech center. It's a learning center where we use the bus to provide the technology to accomplish the mission that we set out to do in the communities. 
After retiring in her 70s, Miss Estella spent her life savings on a bus that she turned into a mobile learning center to help bridge the digital divide and help bring technology to the communities who need it most. Knowing that I was getting older and I was pretty much, I would say well over seven to one, I knew that if I was going to do anything other than work at the school, I needed to look at what that option might be. And when the hurricane devastated all the people in New Orleans and other places, it sharpened my idea about going out into communities and doing something that I thought would be worthwhile. I had the idea of creating something to take out in the community, but put it on hold because I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But after that hurricane, I thought about, this is it. According to Pew, a quarter of lower-income teens don't have access to a home computer. And one quarter of Black youth said they often or sometimes can't do their homework assignments because they don't have reliable internet access or a computer. Compare that to just 13% of white youth. This is sometimes called the digital divide, and it presents a big barrier to kids in all communities being able to succeed. I figured if I could create a project that I could take out in the community, because we knew that this was age of technology, and I knew from working with Title I schools that there was that digital divide. So I wanted to keep that going, because I know as far as our communities are concerned, that we served the children that attended the Title I school was missing at home the technology. Miss Estella was relentless, and she also dreamed big. Her first thought was to use her old minivan, and she even toyed with the idea of trying to get her hands on a semi-truck to turn that into a mobile computer lab. So in putting my ideas together, the first thing I asked myself how can I provide technology to these underserved communities? And after thinking about it a while, I knew that the van that I had would not be enough because it was just not big enough to serve more than four or five children at one time, if that many. So I decided, after thinking about it, what is it that I would be comfortable with knowing that I didn't have a lot of money, but how could I make it work? Because I was of the failure is not an option mindset. So I knew what I was going to do had to be successful because failure was not an option. So I thought about the van and I ruled that out. I thought about a semi-truck and I said, I can't drive that. On the back, went out during my lifetime. But then the bus came up. I said, now if I use a bus, I have a lot more space. And of course, I can drive a bus because I learned to drive a bus during my childhood because my daddy had no boys, had six girls. And I was the only girl that was brave enough to learn how to drive the truck and the bus. So I figured I could save some money if I got if I used a bus because that was something that I could drive when I needed. So I, I grabbed some paper 
and a pencil. Sketched out a drawing, figured out what I wanted to do, and started working on it. And it was an idea that I put together on paper, and then I was successful in lifting that idea off the paper and put it into reality. I didn't know that you actually drive the bus yourself. My goodness. Yes, I'm willing to drive the bus. And when we first got started, I drove the bus. And most of those videos that's on the website or on YouTube, they didn't believe I could drive the bus either. <laughs> they all made me drive the bus. You see me driving, I'm driving the bus. But I had someone to help me drive the bus. The uh, producers didn't want that. They wanted me to drive the bus, I guess, to prove that in my age that I could drive that bus. Do you mind me asking how old you are? You don't have to say if you don't want to. No, I'm 84. It was Miss Estella's father who instilled in her the importance of helping others and sharing with your community, even if you didn't have a lot. My father was a migrant contractor, and we traveled from Florida to New York for 19 years to harvest produce, picking beans, corn, potatoes, and things of that sort. And my dad was a very kind-hearted man who really enjoyed giving and helping people, even though he was a poor man. And he would travel up north, leaving Florida during the month of May, mid-May, and sometimes come, we would come back in October because if you don't have any skills, then you have to do unskilled laboring jobs. And that was what was going on with my parents. Neither one of them uh, ever finished elementary school, so they didn't have skills, but they were very smart and hardworking people. Growing up poor in a government housing project, Miss Estella knew that not much was expected of her, but the power of community helped her subvert those low expectations. We lived in a government project, uh, and if you have seen the documentary Harvest of Shame by Edward R. Morrow, when they predicted that we probably would ever get out of that project. We were just stuck there for life. And that less than 30% of us would ever get out of there. Uh, and a smaller percentage of us would probably not make it to college because we would be stuck in that rut in that government project. But I'm proud to say that many of us who went to school out there, graduated from high school, went to college, and obtained advanced degrees. Now, in the project where I lived, it was the ideal of it takes a village to raise a child. And all of us were poor. All of our, most of our parents were working far away from the, in, the, in the fields. But there was always someone home in that project during that day. And they would look out for each other. If we got hungry during the day, we could go to that neighbor's house and they'd give us 
some bread and cheese or bread and mayonnaise or bread and peanut butter. So it's one of those things where the village actually helped raise a child. And we learned to share whatever we had, whatever resources that we had. So we just grew up with that mentality. Do you feel that that's why you're inspired to give back to the kids in your community with the bus to make sure that they have the same kind of village that helped raise you and your sisters? I'm sure it has something to do with that. And that experience is, I think, what transformed me into the person who I am today, giving and sharing with other people who need us the most. Now, summers can worsen the divide between low-income kids and kids whose families can afford things like summer camp. The learning loss that students sometimes experience when they're out for summer break is sometimes called the summer slide. And a John Hopkins study found that by ninth grade, the summer slide makes up for two-thirds of the reading achievement gap between low-income kids and middle-income kids. To combat this, Miss Estella spent her summers taking kids on educational trips in her bus. She self-financed them, looking for deals on hotels and meals so the trips wouldn't cost the families a dime. But then, COVID hit. And now her bus is in park. We would go take the bus and go into communities. We have worked with churches, community centers, schools, and county organizations. And we would just schedule our activities And we would go out in the community and make things happen. There was no problem. When COVID came along, everybody was afraid of everybody. So business was shutting down. People were afraid of their children and other family members. And, of course, you know, they were dying. So we adhered to what the community was doing. When they shut down businesses, we parked the bus. And now... We have two buses now, and we would take these kids across the country to travel the Freedom Trail and also get more exposure to technology, education and technology. And we would get on the road for 10 or 12 days with 100 teenagers going across country to get more exposure because many of the kids who live in those low-income communities they don't get to go to town, so they speak, because sometimes their parents can't afford to take them. Uh, many of them are working, or they just can't afford the other expense that go along with it. So three years in a row, I was very successful in taking the kids across the country for 10 or 12 days, giving them the exposure and not having to charge them one cent. And then we we were able to expose them to technology and address the summer slide. But this past July, we did not, because we were right going into or involved with COVID. So, again, we didn't want to be responsible for exposing kids to COVID because they are just learning a little bit more about it. Mm. But they didn't know anything about it. They didn't know very much, I would say, about it. So we just decided we'll just stay here and close up like the other businesses until they find out more how to keep people 
and I'm talking about adults and their children, safe from the coronavirus. COVID has only shown how important it is for all kids to have access to technology. If low-income kids didn't have computers or reliable internet at home before, how are they supposed to keep up with remote learning during COVID? Pew actually found that one in five parents with kids at home because of COVID say it is very or somewhat likely that their kids won't be able to complete schoolwork because they don't have access to a computer or internet. It's so important to support community leaders like Miss Estella, who won't let a generation of kids get left behind because of their economic circumstances. In Miss Estella's community, they looked after little ones like a village, sharing what little they had with one another. She's a living legend, and her work and legacy is a testament to the fact that anyone can make a lasting difference. Miss Estella, what a life you have lived. What, a, what an inspiration. What do you want to say if somebody is out there and they think, gosh, I want to make a difference, but I don't know what I can do. What's your message to them? Because you've made, you, you're one woman and you've made such a big difference on your community. What is your message to other people who might be listening who want to do what you're doing and make a difference in their communities? Don't let age interfere with your dreams is one thing. And the other thing is, if you can believe it and willing to work, you can achieve it. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you do. Miss Estella, you are an icon, friend of Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> yes, and she wrote the uh, forward in my book. Oh, my goodness. I have a, my goodness. I have a book out there that's called the legacy of a humble black woman, from fear to factory to a brilliant bus. It's, it's, it's on the website, too. For my birthday, I hope you'll consider supporting Miss Estella's vision for the future by making a donation to Estella's brilliant bus, if you're able. Go to tangoti.com slash bus to donate. That's tangoti, T-A-N-G-O-T-I dot com slash bus. If you're moved by Miss Estella's story and want to donate but aren't in a position to do so right now, Hit me up at hello at tangoti.com and we'll donate in your honor. We keep us safe and we keep us strong. So let's all keep striving to be the change we want for our communities, just like Miss Estella. You are a living legend, such an inspiration to, to me personally. When I saw your Super Bowl ad, I cried. Before we spoke today, I watched it again and I, I had the same feeling. There's just something so beautiful about what you've done for your community. So I, I'm so I'm so very grateful for you. And at 84, I'm still doing everything that I could do to make a difference during the time that I'm here. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangoti.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangoti.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unboss Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd. March is Women's History Month. Let's celebrate us. As women, we put our heart and soul into everything we do. Release the Pressure is here to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. 
I'm inviting you to help us get 100,000 Black women to learn more about their heart health. Go to www.releasethepressure.org and take the pledge to prioritize your heart health. That's www.releasethepressure.org. You are valuable. Learn more about your heart health today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.